0: Blob Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. Praise God for another day, another opportunity to exalt him and lift him up. Good morning. This is your host, Apostle Gloria Hawkins of Tell Them Evangelistic Ministries. Good morning to everyone, whether you're on The internet or on the line, I say good morning And I say thank you for joining Tell the Ministries on the radio God bless each and every one of you Whether you're listening live Or whether you may go back and listen to the replay God bless you, God bless you Um, We got some things to talk about today And this is something that weighs heavy on me at times maybe all the time, because I believe that deliverance is the children's bread, and I want everyone to be delivered and live a prosperous and productive life and not be held by chains and bound with issues of the past, so I I, I am a deliverance type of person. I am that person that Believes that everyone should be delivered and set free Wilt thou be made whole? And those of you that have followed me May have noticed that a lot of my posts for blog talk That is the question Wilt thou be made whole? Because when we're in broken pieces It's kind of hard for us to do What God has called us to do We do it with Broken pieces and we're trying to pull it all together And pieces are scattered everywhere But again he says Wilt thou be made whole And that was a question that Jesus asked That's not something that your best friend asked That's not something that your parents or your pastor asked That's what Jesus said Wilt thou be made whole And that comes from John chapter 5 and verse 7 That was his question. Um, So my question to you, each of you, wilt thou be made whole? What are you asking God for? What are you willing to do to get it? Is it worth your time? I say yes. I'm worth my time, I'm worth my effort to get my healing To seek after my deliverance and be made whole God bless each of you for joining on the line If you have a question or comment at any time, you press 1 I can bring you live, amen Let's open up Father, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you for this day We honor you and we bless your holy name Dear Heavenly Father, as we go forth, I pray that I decrease and you increase. In fact, Father, move me completely out of the way that you might speak through your vessel. I honor you and I praise you on this day. I pray for healing and deliverance. I pray for that aha moment that may come to the listeners that they will realize that there are some areas that need that healing, that need that deliverance. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Again, good morning for all of you who are maybe listening by phone or on the Internet. God bless you and thank you for joining. Um, The topic today is, it's not my fault, but it is my responsibility. How many times have we gone through things and like, well, that wasn't my fault. That's not my fault. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But when we have gotten to an age of accountability or at our ages now of adulthood, we still carry baggage and issues from the past. We've picked up learned behaviors. There's different things that we were taught as children that spill over into our adult life that can cause some adverse effect as we try to move forward. It's not my fault But it is my responsibility To seek clarity To seek wisdom To seek understanding And to seek my healing It is my responsibility To take charge of my life And not sit and blame the And operate with the blame game It was this one who did it It was a, a bad marriage It was my mama's fault It was my daddy's fault It's the boss's fault, it's somebody else's fault. We have to move past that, and I do understand we go through issues of life that were caused by someone else early on in our lives. Whether you were violated as a child, whether you grew up in poverty, and in your teenage years you, you were assaulted, you were mistreated in some way, I am not negating the fact that these issues happened. I acknowledge these issues, and this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to acknowledge, yes, this happened to me, but I am not going to allow it to control the rest of my life. When we look at people and we look at their behaviors, and you may have even been in a conversation with people and you've seen something, and you know right away something happened to that person as a child, and it's manifesting in their adulthood. It's manifesting in their behavior. It's manifesting in their work habits. It's manifesting... Because it was never dealt with. It was never acknowledged. It was not brought to the forefront. And that person may not even really know why they act the way they act, do the things that they do, and say what they say. They really might not. They, they're quick to say, well, that's just the way I am. I've been like this all my life. Nothing's wrong with it. They get into a place of denial and refusing to look at what it could possibly be. But when you're anointed by God and you've been called to a specific work, you're able to identify those people, places, and things, not to beat up people, not to judge people, not to talk about them. You are given that anointing and that insight to be able to pray for them it may not be your job to address it with that person immediately unless that behavior is causing issues for another person god may need you to sit back and reflect and pray and intercede for that person because they're caught up in a place in on the inside they're being tormented by a demon they're being tormented by their past And they don't know how to handle it. We all exhibit, you know, different issues and characteristics of life. You know, years ago I had a, a pastor say, don't allow your anointing to take you where your character can't keep you. And a lot of people are like, well, your anointing is not going to allow you. But how many of you know we've got ministers and prophets and teachers, they operate with an anointing. They operate with it. You know the anointing is on their life. When they're in the vein, when they're praying and they're operating in ministry and people are being healed and delivered, and then once they come off of that pulpit or once they finish that ministry session, if you were to talk to them, you would be looking at them like, is this the same person? They're so negative. They're so abusive. They just add insult after insult, and they actually continue to cut people from that place of their own pain. So we have to be mindful. Don't allow your anointing to take you where your character cannot keep you because we can slip and fall, and when you're operating outside of the will of God, that's what's going to happen. You're going to be exposed. But I want to look at two different stories today, two different scriptures, context of scripture. The first one is going to be John chapter 5, starting at verse 5. And this is one type of person that we deal with. This is a certain type of people. And beginning at the fifth verse, it says, And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, for 38 years. That shows you right there. People go through life with issues for many years. He had it for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there, been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered, him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming I am coming, another steppeth down before me. And Jesus said, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. Hmm We don't know a lot about this man. We don't know his story. We just know this account by John that for 38 years he was operating with an infirmity. He was operating with some issue that prevented him from getting in the water, seeking his own help, forgetting it, taking responsibility, and regardless of who stepped in front of him? He didn't push past. You would think for 38 years he might have, would have pulled himself or drug himself to the edge of the water and waited for the water to be troubled. But instead he said he didn't have anyone that could put him in. You didn't have anyone that could get you to the church service. You didn't have anyone that would come to your house. You didn't have anyone that came to see about you. Wait a minute, why are you waiting for somebody else for your healing? Why are you waiting for somebody else to do for you what you need to do for yourself? I understand it can be very crippling when you're broken. It can be very crippling and very traumatic. Now, he knew where his healing would come from, he knew. That if he was to step in that water He would be made whole He knew where to go To get his healing He knew What it was going to take And I don't want to beat this man up I don't want to beat him up and say Well he should have just did this Or he should have just did that But how many times have we met people And maybe even ourselves We've been right at the cusp We've been right at the edge but we don't cross over for whatever reason, whether somebody's holding us back, whether we have naysayers, whether we have issues of our life that say, I just can't do it. It's not his fault that he was there for 38 years, but it was his responsibility to get his healing and not make excuses. And we have people that make excuses for why they are where they are when they know where the healing is, when they know where the deliverance is, where they know the answer is, but yet they stay stuck. How many of us know those people or we ourselves have been in that place where we felt stuck? I know if I could just get to a service, if I could just get in the house, if I could just get, and you see it, and this is how so many people, and I'm not being funny, but I believe this is how a lot of the televangelists make a name for themselves when they're operating in healing services. I believe in healing. I have no problem with that but you have people all around the world, all around the country, that will sit in their infirmity, sit in their sickness and in their pain until minister so-and-so comes to town. They're waiting for an evangelist, a revivalist, a prophet, an apostle. They're waiting for somebody to come to town. Say, when they come to town, I'm going to go because I know I'm going to be healed. Mm-mm. Mm, Mm, Jesus. They can be sitting in their bed and call on the name of Jesus because he's a present help. He's a right now God. It's not a case of he'll come when you want him, but he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. No, 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 no. Stop. The word says Jesus is a present help. He's not just an on-time God. He's a right-now God. He's a right-now healer. He's a right-now deliverer. And it's going to be our responsibility to seek our healing. It's not for the minister to come to town. It's not for your good girlfriend or your good old buddy to come by and you wait for them to come for you to get your healing. You can get it right now in the midst of where you are. Just call on the name of Jesus. Because he said, he asked, "Wilt thou be made whole this morning? No, I know it's not your fault. Fault that you were violated as a child It's not your fault that you Act the way you do it's not your fault But it is your Responsibility because this Question right here He's asking him Straight up will not be made whole So what you been Waiting on Why you keep putting it off Do you just like being where you are? Going through inner turmoil, abusing people around you, taking advantage of people, operating in manipulation, operating with that learned behavior from a child. You want to remain stuck in that place for 38 years, for 38 more years? 38 more hours For 38 more days For 38 more minutes No I don't Will thou be my whole Yes father I want to be made whole I desire to be made whole So that's him But then you have another situation And she is recorded in uh, Referenced in three different books And it's the woman with the issue of blood. Now, I want to show you between somebody that's waiting for somebody else for their healing and one that's determined to get it. And she understood, I've got to get to him. I've got to get my healing. And that's the woman with the issue of blood. Mark, Luke, and Matthew make reference to this woman. Now, in... The Bible time, if a woman had an issue of blood, she was deemed unclean. And she was not to go out in public. She was not to go interact with anybody. She was supposed to stay in and stay away from people. There was supposed to be nothing. There was supposed to be no interaction. She was basically... In solitary confinement because she had an issue And that's when women, you know, have their issue of blood But this woman had hers for 12 years 12 years she operated with this issue And then when you read the account It said she had spent all of her money She's going to the doctors. She's going to the specialist. She's going to the hospital. She's, going, she's looking for her help. She's looking for her healing. She knows that this is not supposed to be this way. I'm not supposed to have an issue for 12 years. There's something wrong. I'm seeking some help. I'm seeking my healing. I'm looking for the doctors, and I'm looking for some medication that's going to help drive this thing up. I'm looking for something. She's at a point of desperation. She's probably made appointments with every general practitioner, every gynecologist, every specialist. She's gone and had different things done. Her body's been poked and prodded. People try to figure out what's wrong with her. Why is she having this issue for so long? But nobody had the answer for her. But she was looking for it. She was taking responsibility her healing. It wasn't her fault. Again, we don't know the history behind her, but she knew this is not my fault that I've got this issue. This is not my fault that I'm broken. It's not my fault that I was violated. It was not my fault that I was mistreated. I was abused. It's not my fault. But in spite of that, I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to take responsibility for my life. I'm going to take responsibility for my future. I'm going to take responsibility for my deliverance. I'm not going to wait for somebody to just come by and we go on a hope and a prayer, a lick and a prayer, and say, okay, maybe this will work. No, I'm going to get mine. In spite of what they say, in spite of what they do, they can throw me away, they can lock me up, they can kill me, stone me, whatever they do. But I've got to get my healing. Because if she had have been caught and people had have recognized her being in the street with being unclean, they could have stoned her, they could have put her in prison, they could have cast her out of the city. She could have brought a bad name to the family. It could have been a bad reputation. It could have been a really, really bad scene. She didn't care about that. She didn't care about what people were going to say about her. She was willing to go to prison. She was willing to die to give up her life, to get her healing. How many of us are willing to do what it takes to be free, to do what it takes to be whole and not make excuses, oh, I've been like this for 12 years and I'm just i going to die like this. No. Wilt thou be made whole? And it goes on for her in verse 20, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 20, and it says, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall behold. The difference in these two people, the man waited for Jesus to show up. This woman went after him. I'm not just going to wait. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I not heard about him. I believe who he is, who he says he is. I'm going to him because that's where my healing lies. And even in touching his garment, touching his person, in his presence, she didn't ask for him to lay hands on her. She didn't ask for him to pour anointing on her. She didn't ask for him to dip her in the water to be baptized. She didn't ask him for that. She just touched him. That's all she did is touch him. And she knew, if I could just touch him, if I could just get in his presence, if I could just get next to him, she was desperate. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort, Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. It shows in one text where he said he felt the virtue leave from him when she touched him. She didn't ask for it. She, went, she put a demand on the anointing. I don't want to be in this state anymore. I don't want to be in this place anymore. I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of being broken. I'm tired. I'm desperate, Jesus. I'm desperate. If I can just get into your presence, I know I'll be made whole. If I can just touch him, if I can reach him, I beseech you, all of you, reach out and touch him. He already knew she was there. He was Jesus. He was Jesus. He, he is Jesus. Not was. But forgive me. Forgive me. He is Jesus. So he already knows. He already knows about that issue you're dealing with. He already knows about what you've been through. He knows what you're going through. Get in his presence. Let him shower you with his love. Let the Holy Spirit engulf you. The word tells us he's a consuming fire. And let him tell you, be of good comfort, for thy faith hath made thee whole. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And we could even look at this it's not my fault, but it is my faith. That has made me whole. It is my faith that has brought me this far. It is my faith that's going to get me healed. It is my faith where is my deliverance lie? It is my faith that's going to take me to that place of healing. It's my faith in Jesus. It's my faith that will make me whole. Where is your faith this morning? Is your faith in man? Is your faith in money? Is it in your job, your family, your children, your husband or your wife? Is it in your sister, your brother? Is it in a church building? Is it Where is your faith? Are you willing to do what it takes to get your healing, to get your deliverance? Deliverance is the children's bread, and it is time for us to start eating up that bread. Not wait for somebody else to bring a bread basket to the table. Go get your bread and eat. Be healed. Be delivered. Be free. Yes, those things happen, but don't stay stuck 38 more years. Don't stay stuck 12 more years. Don't stay stuck. Not just in the things that somebody else did to you, but what you have done to other people. How many people are stuck because of your bad behavior? How many people are stuck because of something you did to them? How many people's lives are in this place? Because of something we may have done to them, whether it be put our mouth on them, whether it be put our hands on them, whether it whatever it may have been, how many people are remembering something that we did and they need their healing? They need to take responsibility for them to be healed and forgive. but where is the faith? As you can see, I'm very passionate about this. And we're getting ready to close, but if you have a desire, a comment, a question, you can find me Gloria Hawkins on Facebook.com. Tell Them ministries is also on Facebook or you can visit my website and leave a comment at telltheministries.com. I think we're going to continue this again next week um, desire prayer. I ask that you will um, leave a comment. You can message me on Facebook. We have intercessors that will come together, and we will intercede on your behalf. But I ask that you take responsibility for your own healing and seek help, seek out the answers. I pray that this message has been a blessing to you and that you receive some aha moments. As I said, we will be looking at this again next week. And as long as God tells me to do it, I'm going to do it. This is your host, Apostle Gloria Hawkins. I thank you for joining me this morning. God bless each of you. I pray and wish all the fathers happy Father's Day on tomorrow. Um, Every day is a mother and a father's day, and we need to acknowledge that fact because we have some parents that are really putting in the time. God bless each of you. Thank you so much for joining Tell them on the radio.